Welcome to Technado. Featuring sysadmin expert Don Pizzette, security specialist Daniel Lowry, and Peter. Hello and welcome to Technado, the first episode here of 2023. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I am joined here by Don Pizzette. Don, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Glad to get the, the holiday season behind us. I'm tired of giving people stuff. Yeah. And uh, now I can go back to taking, take, take, take. Right back to your Scrooge ways. <laughs> and uh, and we missed you uh, a couple weeks ago, but Daniel, how are you doing today? Bah humbug. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're really turning over a new leaf. Yeah. We're a bunch of hateful people now. <laughs> no resolutions here, because that's how uh, we started. Uh, I'm resolute to hate well. you. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a great job. Uh, and there is a lot to hate in the news this week. 2023 no started off as a dumpster fire with a bang, big <laughs> time. Like dumpster fires are going, man, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're we're going to talk a, a lot about uh, what's going on at LastPass. Uh, speaking of dumpster fires, uh, going to talk about one of the just the best newsletters I've ever heard of going out from uh, from a company. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start today uh, with our first article from ghacks.net. Sounds like, you know, like Gangsta Hacks, right? Is that, yeah, is that absolutely. Is, I assume. Gangsta Hacks? No? All right. Uh, Mozilla changes Firefox's user agent because of Internet Explorer 11, i.e. still still causing problems for people out there, even though it's Technically dead, right? It is technically dead. Yeah, Microsoft has ended support for Internet Explorer 11. It's gone. Uh, it lives on a little bit in a weird IE 11 compatibility layer. It lives on edge. in all of us. Yeah, 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 I feel like. It's kind of like a nightmare. You don't forget about it. Or, or like the shingles virus. <laughs> <laughs> it's in you. <laughs> One day your immune system gets weak and you start yeah. using IE like, 11 again. IE 11? <laughs> so, it itches. So uh, this one was really interesting because at, at first glance, it's, it's easy to pass something like this off as, what do I care? Uh, but... It actually does have a ramification for people who work in networks. So that wasn't the proper response? No, oh, no, okay. not, not this it was time. a proper response, not the only one. So, you know, if you've ever done any work with browser uh, user agents, right? So every web browser has a user agent. When you browse to a server, you tell it what browser you're using. And back in the olden days, when there were many different browsers that were out there, you could get customized web pages based on your browser. So Firefox might see one page, Internet Explorer sees another one, and so on, because there's no reliable web standard out there for some strange reason. The the W uh, the World Wide Web Consortium, the W3C, has completely failed to motivate those a-holes. <laughs> yeah, people to have a single standard. Uh, so anyhow, the browsers identify themselves and the server can take action on it. Well, today it doesn't really matter because most people just use uh, Chromium or, or whatever uh, Google's rendering engine is, uh, or you have Apple's WebKit. So there's really just a couple that are out there. Uh, but Firefox still maintains its own, which is good for them. And they identify their, their browser a certain way. Well, Internet Explorer identified itself a way that was very, very similar. So there was a value in the string that would say RV colon 11 point whatever for Internet Explorer. Well, Firefox reached version 110. And when it did that, its browser string would show RV colon 110, right? Mm -hmm. 110. But when you search the user agent string, some servers were just searching for RV11 and getting a positive hit on Firefox and serving up an IE11 compatible page to Firefox browsers. What that usually resulted in was you're in Firefox, you go to a website and the website says, 
your browser is out of date and no longer supported. It's one of the classic blunders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so that's a problem, and, and Firefox has had to take action on it, basically for version 110 all the way through 119. So quick question. Why does it look for V11? Why doesn't it look for, I don't know, Internet Explorer? So... <laughs> Internet Explorer actually doesn't identify itself by name. Well, there you go. Yeah, that, that's that how makes you get sense. You to load it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll load this one. What is this? Like, I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't understand. Why do we do this kind of thing? Like, it makes you wonder. Because why is the, the user agent string for you know Internet Explorer, Internet Explorer, and Edge, Edge, and well, this is the same reason like we, so we on basically so don't have a, a Windows Nine. Because people were lazy when they did something yep. and oh didn't think goodness. about the future. Yeah, and this is another example of that. Now, a pox, a pox on them. Yes, so on their house. <laughs> if you support uh, a web server environment of any sort, you may have run into that. If you have users that use Firefox, which I know they have a dwindling user base, but uh, it's a real problem. Firefox is addressing it and, and trying to adapt. Uh, but if you start getting calls from people that are saying, "Look, I've got Firefox, and your server is telling me that." Uh, that my browser's out of date, but my browser's fully up to date, well, this could likely be the problem. It also poses an interesting problem for security software. If you run a web application firewall, it can misclassify the browser as well. So really a lot of weird things happening just because a version number changed. Oh, I'm sure it'll never happen again. Well, the article is talking <laughs> about there's also an IE mode in Edge now. So if, you're, if there are things that you have to use IE because of, you know, some, hey, we designed this to work in IE 20 years ago, you can still get in there and, and use it. Yeah. And uh, Larry, do you remember, we'll go back in time oh, we'll here, see. Uh, at the insurance company that you and I worked for yes. years and years ago, um, before ImageWrite, that, that was the big document <laughs> the imaging software, software. Yep. before that we had another document imaging software from IBM, uh, and I can't remember what it was called, it was IBM something center or sphere or, you know they they name their stuff after i yeah. think that i came on like right as image right kind of became the standard because okay. i remember they were taking the fourth floor and just scanning documents and i was supporting a lot of that like the scanner is not working i'm like yeah so they the, the ibm one was a pain in the butt and they were like married to a particular browser it only worked in ie3 or ie5 <laughs> or something like that at the time this was forever ago yeah uh, and it was super frustrating. Netscape Navigator. Because if you, like, <laughs> I, I think at the time I was using um, Netscape, uh, Opera. Oh yeah, Opera was like my favorite browser back yeah, then, yeah. and and it would not work with this IBM page. And so browser strings are kind of important for stuff like that. But boy, do they cause a lot of problems. So it's funny in not on this machine, but on my my you know daily driver, I have a user agent switcher, and I can just click a button and change what user agent I'm hmm. I'm portraying. To the, to the site Liar. so that I can see what kind of different experience I get. And sometimes that, that's interesting, especially for if I'm, I'm doing something and I want to send <laughs> off <laughs> a user agent string that isn't necessarily truthful uh, to you yeah. know, obfuscate and hide uh, certain things or to get that different experience. So maybe those become a little more uh, useful for people. You can just add them on as an extension in your browsers. And it's pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a denial of service attack on the website a few years ago, and uh, I was able to identify that there was a common browser agent that was being used that showed that it was like Android 4.0, mm. and that was out of date even when this DOS was happening. And so I just blocked connections from that user agent. So user agents are very useful for anybody who does like web security, but they there's, there's no validation to them. You can't prove somebody's giving you their real user so agent. I wrote a script 
because I was sick of seeing all the ads and the crap and from <laughs> Google when you Google search something. I was like, I just want the links. I just want the damn links. So I wrote a script that uses curl and it was like, you know, Google does not like curl. It's like, nope, uh, <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. I was like, oh yeah, let me change that user agent string real quick to Chrome. And then it would send back all the data. And then I would just use, you know, regex and stuff to parse out just those pieces. And I would, I could just type in my script and give it a, a search term and it would just give me Google results with links. That's it. So it was nice. That's the way to fly. User agent string made all that happen. Yep. Yep. That's why I'm always suspicious of those, the list that you get to show the uh, market share for browsers and mm. things that they're almost always using user agents to track that. Right. And it's not always accurate. How dare, how dare Google uh, try to profit from the <laughs> amazing service that they provide us for free. That's not what I was trying to get around. <laughs> I was trying, I just was sick of all the stuff that went along with it. I just yeah. want the dang results. The way they make Man. money. And if they let me do it, that's there. That's on them. <laughs> right? Well, now they know. Now know. they heard. Go for what you I'm sure Google's all about They're watching gonna, Tech Dato. They, <laughs> well, I would get a whole team of people they just watch. like, are we watching Tech Dato? <laughs> yeah. Just, everybody up to date? Yeah. On the latest? On the new? Daniel wrote a script. <laughs> yeah. SOB. Block that. Block that crap. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Change his password. Uh, He's not yes. watching YouTube. All right. Well, this, <laughs> this next one. Uh, you know, it's only the second article of 2023, but it is first in line for my favorite article of 2023, and <laughs> all articles afterwards will oh, be this was judged the bar is by set. this one. This, was yeah. rough. this is part of our dose segment. All right, this one comes to us from CBSNews.com, UK, uh, not University of Kentucky, but the one across the pond, uh, medical practice mistakenly texts patients they have, quote, aggressive lung cancer, end quote, <laughs> instead of wishing them a Merry Christmas, which... <laughs> this might be dough of the century I, right here. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's a common mistake. Oh, like, yeah, that's know. why that's why I say happy holidays, because every time I yeah. start to say Merry Christmas, I'm like, yeah, hey, you, you have, have aggressive, aggressive lung, lung cancer. cancer. <laughs> no, I mean, happy holidays. I'm I always sorry. stumble on that. Yeah, so, so this was obviously just a... Um, a fat finger thing on a on a template or something where they just chose the wrong template. Yeah. I've never I've done a lot of email marketing uh, and know how how that works in the back end. I assume so you're texts, the spammer. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I assume texts are the same where you're uh, you know going through a system and it's just kind of picking what your your headline, your title, and all that stuff is, and and your list and sending it out. But the the list that this one was supposed to go to of guy with aggressive lung cancer. Uh, they they picked the wrong list, or they picked the wrong email. What a highly valuable marketing mailing list if you could get a hold of that one. Hey, yeah. if, you, if you can target that far, I mean, that's the kind of information that Daniel's keeping from Google. That's it. But we want we want to know, hey, how, how aggressive is your lung cancer? Because I'm going to put you on a different segmentation list yeah. based on that. So this one's pretty crazy. They they were supposed to be sending out uh, Christmas greetings, right? Very, very nice Thoughtful thing to do. Um, instead, they sent on a message requesting people to fill out form DS-1500, which is an application for benefits for terminally ill patients, <laughs> and that they had aggressive lung cancer with metastases, uh, which is pretty pretty bad. So uh, the, the stories of these people, like one person said they got it and they thought it was some kind of joke and they kind of panicked. They went outside and there were five other people that got the message to <laughs> so they're all like standing a, like in an line. episode of House or something, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it was like their local clinic. So they're like, they couldn't get through on the phone. So they said, I'm just going to walk down the street to the clinic. Yeah. And there's already other people in line. <laughs> 
Because yeah. I bet the phone. You here for the aggressive working. lung cancer? Yeah. Oh, I got it too. It's going around. Yeah. Thought it was COVID. One person said they they called the doctors, but they were just on hold like normal. So that was yeah, because yeah, everyone else was calling. I'm having a hard time deciding which one was worse. Do you guys remember two years ago? Uh, it was in Hawaii that a, oh, yeah. a a test message went out saying that there was a missile attack, an imminent incoming mm. missile attack. Because they prepared in case North Korea went nuts or more nuts. Sure. And um, uh, so they said uh, their nuttiness had reached fruition at this point. <laughs> missiles are inbound. Take cover. This, yeah. this is not a test. Like it actually <laughs> said, this is not yeah. a test. And the the person sending out the test message said, "Well, this is what they told me to send." <laughs> See, I think I think that's worse because if I got that, there's nothing to to make me think it's wrong. Whereas if I got this, uh, I might say. I never did a test. I haven't been yeah. to the doctor in six yeah. months. Or, yeah. Like, how do they know? Like, I, I don't go to the doctor. Now, if I had just <laughs> went, like this woman said, a couple of her family members had just had <clears throat> chest x-rays and things like that. So, right. you know, maybe it was yeah. meant for them, she thought. Yeah. Or, uh, They're I, having therapy right. sessions. What if that. our next article was Google's new feature where they introduce ad tracking that can identify lung cancer with metastases? Well, I've heard there, there was a story uh, talking about ad tracking where... Uh, a woman started getting uh, prenatal kind of uh, things before she knew she was pregnant uh, because of other things she had purchased or something. Or, or there was another one where where a father, like it was the teenage daughter, yeah. and the father's getting these coupons and things going, what the hell? No one's pregnant in the house. <laughs> Finds out the daughter's pregnant because of, it, of it this figured kind of, out. It like, figured, yeah, yeah oh, she bought this, this, yeah. and this, so... Uh, you know that these are the things someone buys. We've noticed one. multiple purchases of pickles and ice cream <laughs> get together. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this one's uh, bad, uh, not good. And I, and I love the uh, just the the uh, classic British uh, humor of the last sentence of if it's one of their admins that sent out a mass text, I wouldn't be trusting them to empty the bins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is true. I no. I would be uh, finding a new a new doctor uh, at this point. <laughs> Man, that's just that's yeah. such, that's that, that would be a shocking one to get, especially two days before Christmas. Yeah, well, that's in, fun. Right? Someone in here says, "How dare they like send this right before Christmas?" I'm like, "Well, if I had lung cancer, aggressive lung cancer, I want to know. I don't want them to go. Dang, what day it is? Hey, we've known for a couple weeks, but, but there was Hanukkah, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. We figured." We'd let it metastasize a little By bit more. By the way, you only have like four days. Yeah. <laughs> if we had told you before, we could have done chemo. We but thought yeah. the problem would solve itself, to yeah, be honest yeah. with you. It's, uh, <laughs> Bury your head in the sand, right? That's how that works. Didn't expect you to pick up the phone. Oh, <laughs> Horrible. Try to slide it in there with those LastPass alerts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but first, let's take a look at our next article, which comes to us, uh, which is part of the Behind Bars segment. the law and you'll go to jail and i'll tell you what if we hadn't had the last article this would be my favorite headline because i saw this one <laughs> over the break and was like oh i gotta get into teams and send this article to, to don and the crew uh but this is from como news uh, out in seattle uh seattle tech worker charged for theft inspired by the movie office space mm. and i'm a huge fan of that movie i know you guys are too we kind of quote that here mm. uh, in the office quite a bit but uh this Reminds me of the the hacker that had the folder called Hackity what was hack it? Hack. Hackity Hack Hack on his desktop. Hacky Hack Hack. Hacky Hack Hack. This guy had a folder called uh, what was it? Office 
Office Space, space Scam or Office Space Project. Yeah. Like he saved it as that. But this one's a little different because in Office Space, I know they were rounding up fractions of a penny uh, from each transaction and putting it into an account. This one seemed, well, it seemed like they had a couple things going on, but... Um, John, do you have the, kind of the lowdown on, on this one? Yeah, so, uh, so this this particular employee was uh, one of their technical engineers who was involved in the the code for the website and decided that it would be a trivial thing to basically intercept some of the shipping fees that customers were paying. So when you went to, is it said Zulily? I think Zulily. so, yeah. yeah. We'll just call it Zulily. It is Zulily, yeah. So, uh, so when you went to Zulily and you loaded up your shopping cart and you went to check out and you had shipping fees and you you know swipe your credit card or you don't swipe you do whatever uh, you pay for your your, your purchase. You throw money at your computer. That <laughs> most of it went to Zulily, but a portion of the shipping fees went to this engineer uh, whose last name was Castro. I don't know that I ever saw his first name. Uh, Fidel. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's uh, it's all about redistributing the wealth. Okay. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you have too much money. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it went uh, basically to Castro, and uh, and so and I can just only I think of Fidel Castro. It's only he's yeah. got a big cigar <laughs> sitting behind <laughs> his laptop. Oh, there's too much money. <laughs> <laughs> well, shipping fees are ridiculous when you're like, or the handling fees, those yeah. kind of fees. come on. So uh, about a month went by. He put this in place in February, and by March, it was noticed that they were taking in less shipping fees than they were supposed to do. So instead of increasing the customer fees, he was just taking from the existing fees. So they, they noticed that. They, their, their shipping costs were higher than they should have been. And uh, so basically, they tracked it down. And in that period of a month, he had siphoned off $260,000 in shipping fees straight into his own account. And he had modified the webpage so that he could make purchases of items for pennies on the dollar. He had purchased over $41,000 in goods for just a handful of bucks. And that one was interesting because he had legitimately or had a legitimate reason to do that to test the shopping cart functionality where it would know not to ship him those orders. So, uh, you know, he's spending very little money to, so he can test it. And then he changed the price back. But then I think he said originally they accidentally sent him a bunch of stuff and then he realized, hey, I can just keep this stuff. <laughs> sell it on eBay or, or this this happened to Microsoft a few years back. One of the engineers had uh, had introduced a test function so that they could check out without paying. Uh, and it was fine. It was in the system where if he tried to buy an Xbox controller, it wouldn't ship it to him. But he realized if he purchased a digital good like a gift card, it would give it to him. And he started purchasing gift cards for free and selling them on eBay. Oops. And he got busted and went to jail. That well, this is the ago. same problem as in Office Space, where in Office Space, the reason that, well, they, that, no spoilers, but you know, they didn't <laughs> eventually get caught. But the reason that, that they ran into problems is because they screwed up and put, put the decimal in the wrong spot. So what they thought would be slowly accumulating money and, and siphoning it off was taking bigger chunks than they thought. I mean, if the guy's doing what uh which say 260 or 300 grand in in the space of just a couple months that's going to get noticed whereas yeah. if if it had been 30 grand maybe they don't notice that and i don't know much about zulily like as far as what their average revenue for the year is or so yeah. on but $260,000 is a, is a big, a big chunk for most retailers uh, yeah although looking at their website they seem to sell it's, it's a clothing site mm -hmm. uh, and they sell beachwear but they're in Seattle where beachwear <laughs> is not really useful so well maybe, that's the cool thing about the internet people could buy this stuff from wherever oh that, that is how the internet works yeah I forget about that I've sometimes. read about that <laughs> uh, but yeah once again if you're going to uh, to do crime uh, don't name like the folders like evidence or uh, after the name of your crime 
on your computer, like hacked materials go in this folder. It yeah. just makes it easier on the investigators. I did think it was entertaining that when they went to his house to arrest him, they saw uh, it was hundreds or thousands, tons of boxes uh, <laughs> that were stacked up by his garage and stacked up in the house. Like He had so much stuff shipped to him that the boxes were just piled up. Uh, and so that was some some evidence. And the neighbor was banging on the wall, going, "Hey, hey, Peter Man, <laughs> cops are outside. Check out Channel Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on it. <laughs> uh, <It's> live PD." <laughs> and he had a great quote too, Don. Right when, when he was asked about <laughs> the police. So I, I guess the the initial stuff was sent to him by accident, but he yeah. didn't return it. And so they asked why he didn't. Uh, and his response was, "Once they fired him, his opinion was." F him. <laughs> and that's that's in the police report. Uh, he, he didn't say F. He said well, something. Did else. they ask for the items uh, back? <laughs> yeah, they didn't ask. If they didn't ask, I'm not I'm not providing them back. He thought it was a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh look, it's a it's a feature for man. You're the one that made the mistake. That's, well <laughs> he's about to get a lot of free clothing for the next few years yeah. and uh, federal prison. And federal the, Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Bump it a bump it a bump yeah. bump. Yeah. Yeah. Whammy wham wham. I guess yeah, that really does tie into office space, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. this, this would count as this would count as wire fraud. Oh yeah, uh, sure. And is I, that a federal prison? I think this would because it's over the right. internet, even though he's a local employee. I, he might uh, go to federal prison. I would imagine, right? Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Unfortunately, the building was not burned down, and uh, they were able to find it. Yeah. But these days, I don't think that in in office space, you know, the building might have burned down, but I'm sure all that information was in the cloud. Yeah. Well, as long as you get traveler's checks. So. Yeah. But I mean, he is able to. They're close to Amazon, right? They just set them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he got a new job at. Uh, in a tech or penet what was the other one? Penetrode. 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 Man, fantastic. Uh, All right. Well, uh, what we're going to do now is t- take a quick break and really just see if the articles after the break can match uh, the level that has been set so oh, far here in 2023. And yeah, it can because we've got one big story we're going to talk about for a while uh, right after this quick break on TechNATO. The IT Pro TV app is available for iOS and tvOS. The modern user interface makes navigation easy. Recently watched videos can be found on the home screen, as well as our daily live streams. Choose landscape mode for larger viewing. Access the entire course library by clicking on the play icon. Navigate our content by category, certification, and job role. Learn where you want and when you want as a premium annual member by downloading episodes for offline viewing. Watch on the go and pick up later on any of your favorite devices. So head to the App Store and download the IT Pro TV app. My name is Dana Morrison. I'm the IT Director at Grace Christian School in Raleigh, North Carolina. I work with two technicians, Buddha and Anthony. We cover all grades at the school. We figure that we support approximately 800 end-user devices. My name is Buddha Nepal. I work as IT support here and AV specialist. I moved into IT department and and on our first meeting, other team members asked me, "Hey." What's your IT background? And I was like, I don't have any. We have this SharePoint project that we're rolling out. So I was able to go to IT Pro TV 
and um, watch. And by the end of this month, we were actually migrating all our files to SharePoint. I can use IT Pro TV's uh, supervisor portal to check the progress of my technicians so I can see what they're looking at. So when we were doing SharePoint training, I can go in and I can see that Buddha is hitting on that content. I really want to see hands-on how they do things. And if there was an IT Pro TV, I don't know how I would have done that. IT Pro TV has given us the ability to level up our technicians to a point where they can decide, this is important for me to learn and go out and learn. At home, I have Apple TV and there is an app there. And so I actually watch on Apple TV. I, I watch it in my iPad too. Saturday mornings, I still get up early. 6.30, I go grab a cup of coffee, I sit down on the couch, and I typically watch two or three episodes uh, as I just kind of increase my own learning skill set. I would recommend IT Pro TV uh, to any IT team that is looking to extend their knowledge. Uh, it offers a great, easy to access, interactive, entertaining uh, environment. It's just a great tool uh, for any IT professional. All right, welcome back to the best Technado episode of 2023 so far uh, that we've had. Very low bar. Uh, but we have a, a big story, kind of the big story of the week um, that we need to talk about, and it is uh, going to help us find out who got pwned. Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. Yeah! And, I mean, this could have been Who Got Pwned. This could have been Deja News. Um, but really, the the end of the day, it's us. Uh, they got pwned again as users of LastPass. So um, this one, we're looking at the LastPass breach, and it is way worse than they want you to believe. And I know we already we covered it when it originally happened uh, back in, what, 2020? Was no, it? no. This, this was the, fir- was the first one was September August, this year. Sorry. Okay. And then we, we covered it again when there was like, hey, it is worse than we thought. So so why are we coming back to it again? What What's new? All right. So there's a, a few things that are going on here. And I, I, I do want to back up because you, you, you said who got pwned. Technically, it's us. I want you to be careful with saying that because in this case, it's not the user's fault that this occurred. And so we, we are LastPass users. But we're the victims. But right? we are the victims. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's what I thought well, that meant when you said who, who got pwned. Got pwned. Okay. Yeah. So, but they pass the ponage on to us. That's what they're trying to do. Okay. And see, it's important that we don't let them do that, right? <laughs> Companies need to be accountable for what happens. And basically, the the quick summary: if if you've lived under a rock and don't know what's going on with LastPass, is uh, back in I believe it was in July, July or August, uh, LastPass had a breach. Uh, an attacker did a well-crafted phishing campaign and managed to gain access to a dev environment in LastPass and steal LastPass source code, among other things. At the time, LastPass informed us that no customer vaults were affected, that the attacker got access to some source code, but it wasn't useful by itself, and that they had taken measures to contain the breach and stop the access. Well, Right before Christmas, on December 22nd, LastPass sent out a press announcement with an update. You update. have aggressive lung cancer. <laughs> and no? That, that would have been better. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> in this case, they said, uh, we've had another breach. And in this breach, an attacker was able to use information garnered from the August in- incident mm. to... Again, do an even better crafted phishing campaign to gain access to a LastPass employee's credentials that then gave them access to a backup environment where they were able to steal a backup 
of literally 100% of all the data that LastPass stores. Would technically this be the same breach, like a part of the same breach? So that's something I wanted to ask you, Daniel, is I I think it's unlikely that it was different people. Yeah, right. That it was information gained in the first breach that was what was used to perform the second breach. To me, this sounds like land and expand. It's one breach, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. This like... They had the purpose of trying to gain information so that they could continue exploiting LastPass, right? So that was just phase one or however many phases they went through before they got that. But that was a previous phase to the phase we're looking at now, which is welcome to hell. All right. Well, we are starting to hear from a lot of security researchers that are out there that are calling out LastPass for not just their, their handling of the incident, but how they are willfully misrepresenting what happened to try and push the blame off on them. And, you know, I have been a long-time LastPass customer, so I've used them personally for a long, long time. Uh, we haven't used them as long in our in our enterprise, in our, our business, but we do use them for our corporate accounts as well. Uh, so we, we've been with LastPass a long time. And I've interviewed a number of people over there, met people at the company. It, it's, it's a great company, but their handling of this incident has been atrocious. And what they're trying to do is separate this out into two breaches so that you don't realize they effectively mishandled the first breach. That when the initial breach happened, they they didn't run through all the scenarios of what the attacker could do with the data they got. And so then the attacker did something they hadn't thought of, and the breach got worse. And so that's where we are today. So LastPass has effectively suffered the worst breach possible for a password management company. Like it, 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 it could get a little bit worse if they were truly negligent, like willfully malicious. <laughs> but uh, in, in terms of not wanting it to happen, it's pretty much as bad as it can get. But, but Don, I, as far as I know, LastPass doesn't even know my passwords because they're fully <laughs> encrypted and they don't store my master password anywhere. All right, so uh, what's the phrase they use? Zero um, zero trust, or like a zero zero knowledge. Zero knowledge. There we go. Zero yes, that's what they have. They okay. have zero they have zero knowledge, <laughs> and, and they're proving that. Yeah. So LastPass, they they heavily promote their zero knowledge architecture. If you go to Bitwarden's website, one password, they all say we have zero knowledge. Right. The idea is that I have a master password, and LastPass never sees it. Right. So my LastPass vault is encrypted locally uploaded to them in an encrypted form. And so when the attacker gets into their data and steals the vault, the vault is encrypted, right? It's, it's all encrypted and that's it. They have zero knowledge. If that were the case, I'd feel a lot better about what happened, right? They don't have the master password. The attacker gets the vault. What can they do? Well, they can start to brute force that password. They can try and guess what the password is. And that's going to take a long time. If you read the LastPass press release, they tell you it will take millions of years. That's the the quote from their press release. And by then, I won't need my password. Right, who cares? (laughs) So if that was the case, we wouldn't be talking about this article here today at all, right? It would just be, yeah, whatever, LastPass, no big deal. The real story here is how these hackers live millions of years to perform brute force attacks. That's possible. I want that secret serum. I mean, you don't know the hackers. (laughs) (laughs) They could be the lizard people. That's true. QAnon could be, right? I thought about that. Mind blown. But the other thing, though, is that something LastPass didn't really tell us in the past. Now, I uh, like to think that I'm a fairly well-informed technology user. I'm Meh. more informed than my Me. mom, you know, I mean, <laughs> at least. But uh, uh, I was always under the impression 
that LastPass encrypted your entire vault locally and uploaded it so that LastPass just stored a fully encrypted vault. And I was always a little bit curious about how that worked because like if you log into the web portal and you log into your vault, well, they said it would download your machine in RAM and decrypt in RAM. So it's always local, right? But it turns out they don't actually encrypt your entire vault. What? And, and Yeah, this was shocking to me. So the password fields and the notes fields are encrypted. None of the other fields are encrypted. Well, that takes time. Oh, so that's so that's where they were talking about where they know the website. So they can figure out, like, if, if, if they download this data, they know, okay, I know Daniel has access to these 10 websites. Now that's where I can go and start start trying. Yeah. And, you know, think about, think about a phishing email. So if I want to do a phishing attack against you, Peter, I've got to try and guess a website that you use. Probably pretty right? easy. And you, you could try the big ones like Facebook. Yeah, Maybe I'm, I'm going to assume yeah. you have a Facebook account because you're a middle-aged white guy, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, so, Where else is he supposed to debate politically? Check. Yeah, got to be, be Facebook. Uh, if you were younger, I might say, all right, we'll try TikTok or whatever you sure. try and guess. And if I guess a site you use, well, then maybe maybe that's going to work. Right. Uh, if I guess the site you don't use, then you immediately just disregard yeah, you send me a Zulily okay. fishing email. <laughs> there you go. Well, in this case, not only can they guarantee know a site you use, they can guarantee know a username you use on the site, and they can guarantee know other sites that you use. Imagine that, the, in my mind, I immediately think of how right. can I craft a better email. I could send you an email saying, Facebook is rolling out this brand new integration with Adobe. And you can link your Adobe CC account with your Facebook account to instantly share media you create. I'm in. <laughs> Click oh, this wait, link wait. This to link your accounts. And then it, it pops up a window to authenticate with Adobe. And it pops up a window to authenticate with Facebook. And yep, your accounts are linked. And, and that's something a user would fall for pretty easily. Because think about what you have to know to make that, that email. I have yeah. to know two sites you use and your usernames. Well, the attacker has all that now. And so really, by LastPass choosing not to encrypt the entire vault, which just blows my mind that they don't do, uh, it, it really enables attackers to craft way better phishing emails than they did before. And if I went to a phishing uh, portal page where it pre-populated my username, too, you'd trust it even more. You're yeah. Like, What's oh, interesting this is, real. is yeah. if you had a LastPass save and it had like a password reset field in the URL. Mm-hmm. Now you just run that because <laughs> you have it. All right, because it's not encrypted, and you know. So I, I, I read about that. Yeah. Uh, somebody reported it, and I, I dismissed it at first. I was yeah. like, "That's just stupid." Um, A lot of things are stupid, Dom. That doesn't mean they ain't getting done. So then I said, <laughs> "Let me, let me check my vault, yeah, and see if I have any URLs that were from password reset." So I just searched for the word reset, yeah. And <laughs> do you know how many I had? I want to say three. 54. Holy crap. 54 of my saved LastPass passwords were as a result of me resetting a password. And it saw me resetting it and said, hey, you you just changed your password. Do you want to save it? And it saved that full string with the token. Now, those tokens usually expire pretty quick, but not always. Right. And so if you're going to get a hit off of that entire LastPass database that you just dumped. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I were the attacker and I had a copy of the database, I'd be searching for the word reset right yes. now. Yeah. You're saying just search reset in my... Yeah. Okay, so I've got none. Or uh, forgot is another one. Okay. You know, you think about yeah, the URLs okay. that people have. Right. Uh, did you forget your password or whatever? Yeah. Right, this just proves have. I never changed my passwords. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is another thing I was thinking about, too. I, I can't think of the last time I changed my master password. They don't... 
school. They don't make you change that. No, they don't. Periodically. They don't. And it said it, it's required 12 characters since 2018. And I, would, I was, I, then I went, okay, what's my password? Nope, not 12. So, <laughs> All right. Now, you, you touched on two things here that I, I want to I hit. Okay. So one is changing your master password. In this case, changing your master password doesn't really matter, right? Because the attacker stole a backup of your vault. And that backup has whatever master password you had on it when it was stolen. If you change your master password right now, they still have a backup with so, your old master password. I thought, that I thought wasn't the insane. way it worked was that they were going to have to like import that into like a LastPass account and then use like try to log in to your account using your master password, and that's why your passwords are safe. Well, so remember, they stole LastPass's source code. Right. So they can stand up their own environment right. easily. And they've got the vaults that are dated from... Right. Well, and this is the third thing I wanted to touch on, because LastPass will not tell us when this breach occurred. So we don't really know when they got it. This could have been three months ago. Yeah. Uh, they just announced it on December 22nd because they were trying to pull a sneaky PR stunt and hide it amongst all the holiday coverage, mm. right? Let, let's wallop the IT professionals while they're out on vacation. Yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, this is some really shady yeah. stuff. This is not stuff a good company does. No. Uh, but for the attackers... They've got a backup of the vault. The vault was encrypted with whatever master key was in place right. back then. They can brute force that vault without touching LastPass's infrastructure at all. Right. And they'll be brute forcing your old password. So if you change your new vault, so if, not new vault, but if yeah. you go to your vault and you change, change your, password your password today, right. yeah, right. you're protecting yourself on your new vault. From the next hack. Yeah. From the next hack. Right. Which is underway Right, now. because it encrypts the old vault with the password. Thing. I got you. Correct, yep. Although the web URLs and stuff, that's out. Yeah. The cat's yeah, out of the bag on that one. Yeah. Um, but they don't have your master password. They don't. They do. No, that they, wasn't part that, of that, that, that is true. That is true. They, they don't have your master password. But if you reuse, if, if you've, which there's nothing stopping you from doing. So yeah. if you, you password reuse and they have another hack, Check those emails, you know, run those. So lucky against. for me, I always use 24 character passwords or more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like all the time. I know you win. But, and but, that, that but certainly I, I don't makes understand what's so hard about that. Like, it's, why is that like hard? It's twice for as much typing as 12. It takes literally like it, less than a second to type in 30 characters. It, it auto fills it. <laughs> that's what the software not does. Not the master password. <laughs> the master password. <laughs> oh, no. But no. that's the one you only type every so yeah, often. But I'm hunting and pecking. And oh, God forbid. <laughs> See, you're the kind of person that, when we used to work at the, farm, like at the insurance company, right? <laughs> like this kind of shit drove me insane. <laughs> when people would call a help desk and be like, how do I how do I get my you know I I want to I want like a gift for my signature Google it. What are you calling people for? Look, I don't remember you what lazy, I had for dinner last lazy night. Lazy sucker. I'm not going to remember 24 <laughs> characters. Jeez, you, unless you can make it be password. No, you make it winter a passphrase. 2023. Right, you make it a password. Yeah, the, what was it? The simple. hungry horse staple battery. What, right. What but I got to put some numbers in there, right? And a, God forbid. And seven. Separate the hungry and horse with your birthday or whatever. Social security number. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody they know, hears that. They know your social security number. You are F. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I've got him so. in my last pass vault my uh, <laughs> access to I think I have my IRS. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the the password encryption here because you know they'll they'll tell you they use industry standard AES two fifty six and all that other mess, yeah. um, but the uh, the the master password is what the attacker is going to really want to brute force because if they can get the master password they can unlock the whole rest of the vault, and if you're a LastPass admin for a corporate account 
and they can get into your account, then now they can unlock everybody else that you manage. So that, that's what they're going to target. Well, they used a type of protection on the master password, which is called PBKDF2. And uh, Pigative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, no? But I, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I had never even heard of PBKDF2 prior to this event. And, Just say uh, encryption. Yeah. So, Daniel, you you did a little research on this. Is I it did. is it encryption or a hash or what what is it? So, it is a method for hashing passwords or other secrets that um, is meant to make it difficult to brute force through a dictionary or brute force or rainbow tables or whatever you have. So, most passwords they're they're not like encrypted as we think of like SSL encryption, right? They are hashed values of the password. So, if you want to reverse that you have to say your password is dog right keep it simple your password is dog you run it through a hashing algorithm you get a string of you know it's, it looks pretty random right now i would have to feed in cat and bird and look at the hash values that come out of the same hashing algorithm and then compare the two and see if they're the same if they are i've got the right password and you win you know green light go ahead use that password so once i hit dog and i run it through the hashing algorithm i get that hash i compare it with what i have that's stored that I stole from LastPass, and I go, oh, their password's dog, right? So with uh, PBKDF2, which is the password-based key derivation function 2, it was so good they brought it back for a second one, right? This is an interesting way, and it it does make it stronger. So basically what you do is you take a password, you take a salt, which is just a random string of text and characters, you put those together, and you run that through your hashing algorithm, which in this case is, I think, is HMAC256, right? So once that's done, you get a string of text. And then they run that string of text through the hashing algorithm again. This is the iterations, right? So iterations make it stronger because now you're basically having to reverse all this hashing that's been done. So this makes it really, 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 really strong. So it's the iterations that they use is what makes this not great. Like the the yep. the, the PBKDF version two is, is fine if you use it correctly. If you don't, it's weak. So LastPass was quick to announce that the default setting of iterations is 100,100. That means every time you encrypt a password in your LastPass vault and your master password is run through this hashing algorithm over 100,000 times. Now, that sounds really impressive, but... There are many internet standards out there, OWASP is is probably the biggest one, that recommend you do it over 300,000 times, right? So it's very, very significant. But what Peter mentioned a minute ago that I wanted to key on here is he mentioned how they required a 12-character password or longer starting in 2018. Well, before 2018, you could have a shorter password if you wanted. Now, I've I've had a long password with them them for a long time. Mine Uh, sucks. (laughs) I'll be honest. (laughs) Just type that sucker into Have I Been Pwned and... So in in, Watch the tears. in 2018, they made the decision to require at least 12 characters, but they didn't go back and correct anybody who already had a password. They didn't go back and say, well, if you had eight characters, now you got to go 12. They just said, no, you're eight. That's fine. Whatever. And, and they never required you to change it. Well, on the iterations, they did the same thing. When they very first day one launched as a company, they had it set to one iteration, just one. And that's it. And that's considered uh, a crime today. Uh, Then after a few years, they bumped it up to 500. Then they bumped it up to 5,000. 
And then they bumped it all the way up to over 100,000, I, I believe in 2018 as well, yeah. but several years ago. And so when this all when this news broke, the first thing I did was log into the corporate accounts. I yeah. you know, I care about my corporate stuff more than my personal. Uh, and so I checked, and every account that we have was at 100 and 100,100 or higher, right? So that was good. That's what I wanted to see. Then I checked my personal account, and I saw something really, really weird. I have not seen this with anybody else, so I, I might be unique in this. Mine was set to 6,120. Hmm. It's a strange number. I haven't seen any articles reference that one yet, but mine was set to 6,120, which is really, really weak. Yeah. It means that my account, my personal LastPass account, is over 10 times weaker than anyone who signed up in the last four years. Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> and LastPass never bothered to tell me that. It was a simple setting. You can go and adjust it, and I could be at 100,000. I think 000. I've only been using LastPass since about four years ago. So. How, do, how do I check mine? Because I, I yeah. bet I beat you. Uh, if you go into LastPass, go to Open My Vault. Okay. And in your Show vault, all your passwords. at the bottom <laughs> left, you'll see Advanced Options. Okay. And then in the... Or wait. Um, oh, it's... Man. Account settings. Sorry, go to account settings. This yeah. took me back to when Don was answering help desk calls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, in account settings, there's show advanced at the bottom. Yeah. And then scroll down and you'll find the iterations in there. Let's see what Peter's is at. This is your corporate or personal? Four. <laughs> uh, corporate, I guess. Well, then you're good. Yep. Right there. 100. 100,100. 100, oh, yep. 100,100. Okay. Yep. So you're, you're good. So you, you just checked your corporate one. So uh, you go into your LastPass vault. You go to account settings, click show advanced, scroll down and see it. And mine, sure enough, showed 6,120. How long have you been using LastPass, Peter? Since we started using it as a company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you, it's, you made it sound like you had been using it longer than Don. No, no, no. <laughs> I just think I mean, my I password's was, weaker. I was expecting like four. <laughs> I thought my, 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 my weak-ass password would. Yeah. I've used it a long time. And it's funny because what LastPass effectively did is punished their most loyal customers, the people yeah, that have been with them the longest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by n not offering, not, not informing you about a simple change like this. Again, not the steps a good company would take, right? So really, really frustrating to see that. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it's a shame to see this. Uh, I, I've been shocked on multiple revelations that have come out of this breach. You know, the main one being that they don't encrypt your entire vault. That just blows my mind. Yeah. Like if you, if your whole job is to securely store data, wouldn't you want to encrypt all of it? Like at, at that meeting when they're like, okay, so we got to encrypt stuff. What do we encrypt? Just that. And it wasn't like, why are we having this conversation? Well, I wonder if there's you a business encrypt reason. at all. <laughs> I wonder if there's a business reason. Like, well, right. we still want to know what's like, what was doing, the purpose? Or, like, are they, so right, we can track this that or that. And here's yeah. what else is interesting is if, the attackers had all this source code and information about the technologies that used to build and support LastPass. Couldn't they put in some sort of function that we would never even know that when you type in your your master password, that it grabs that crap? For all we know, they did. Right? LastPass hasn't like, spotted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a great uh, write-up. So, so LastPass put out a, a blog post about this where they um, say, hey, here, here's what happened, and we've kind of you know, picked apart a little bit here about what some of that stuff really means. But there's a, another great write-up where uh, Almost Secure uh, is the website that went through and kind of broke down the PR statement piece by piece uh, and, and attacked each of those things. So uh, we'll put that um, all those links in the description on YouTube um, so you can take a look at, at those, some of the, the interesting articles about this. But is there anything else, uh, Don, that you wanted to make sure you covered with this? Well, one? so... Uh 
if you're a LastPass user and you're affected and you're wondering what you should do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some recommendations here. So uh, recommendation one is you immediately need to change every password that you have stored in LastPass. Every, you have to treat that you treat it like every password is compromised, right? Uh, I seriously doubt the attackers have access to your passwords today, and I seriously doubt they will three years from now, right? They're going to focus on celebrities, politicians, high-value targets, administrators. Podcast although, hosts? <laughs> maybe, but a lot of our listeners are administrators that you know would be would be targets. So you just need to treat it like, like your passwords have been breached, all of them, and go and reset it. Now, I can reset a lot of them through LastPass. Is that something I should not do in this case? So LastPass has a feature where they'll automatically go and reset passwords for you. But not but all of them do that, right? No, no it's, yeah, it's got to... Um, it, it does work. I've used it before, but honestly, my, my trust in that company is, is shaken. Zero, yeah. So um, you could certainly <laughs> I've got it. zero trust in them. <laughs> there you go. There, yeah, I know where zero knowledge means a lot more today yeah, than yeah. it did before. I want to have uh, zero knowledge of me using you. <laughs> so at a minimum, you need to change all of your passwords. Changing your master password is not enough. You have to right. change all the passwords in your accounts. Uh, personally, I also use the LastPass Authenticator for my one-time passwords. I move that off to a, another provider. I move that over to the Microsoft Authenticator since I, I needed that for Office mm -hmm. 365 anyway. Um, so you know, consider moving that away. LastPass has kind of refused to share some details. They're not telling us when the breach occurred. And they're not telling us whether their LastPass Authenticator data was affected. So we just have to assume that they were. And that means you need to regenerate your OTP keys, which is a pain in the butt, but it needs to be done if you want to stay safe. Uh, long term, I would recommend you move away from LastPass. Already right. done. And yeah. Yep. I went fast. to uh, Bitwarden today. So the, the wife and I are on a 14-day uh, trial of 1Password. Mm. Uh, Bitwarden, highly recommended. Yep. Uh, why did you pick that one? Uh, so Nate was using Bitwarden personally, mm -hmm. and not in his enterprise account, but um, he, he told me it was just super easy transfer. He said everything just worked really slick. So got a login done within you know two minutes, uh, however long that took. Had everything uh, activated and authenticated. Had the um, the web extension from our the browser extension put in, and I was logged in. I did a CSV dump of my LastPass, yeah. and I imported it like that, and I was done. I was surprised how easy it was like to export the passwords from LastPass and import yeah. them into one password. Like yeah. super easy. So that's painless. It's having to reset all your passwords. That's what sucks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I do recommend you move away from LastPass. This has been a mishandled event. In the past, they've been so transparent, such a good company about it. But this has just been a comedy of errors. And I, I cannot in good conscience recommend that anybody continues to use LastPass. But we use it as a company. Not for long. Not for long. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There we go. Yep. So we uh, we, we are a, a corporate customer. We we pay annually. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think we pay them like eighteen thousand dollars a year. So it's it's not inexpensive yeah. for a company like ours. Uh, but we we will be moving away. So we're uh, Nate in the the technology yep. team. They are researching which provider we're going to yeah, go to. Yeah, I heard them talking about it today, buzzing around. They sent me a list. I, I don't know if you have preferences, Daniel, but Bitwarden and One Password were I think at the top of the list. They had Dashlane, which I've heard negative things about. about KeyPass. Um, we used to use KeyPass. So KeyPass is not good for enterprise because uh, that's what they used to be their bread and butter wasn't it like it was an enterprise solution like you had your local you had a local vault or you keep it in the cloud or whatever but I, I thought it was always a local vault and i don't i don't know it's been a while since okay. i used it that's why i was asking about it i just know like in the past with key pass like yeah. if you forgot your password you were just out of luck you were done <laughs> versus in like LastPass, the super admin can go and reset your master oh really password. yeah because they told support. me 
Oh, because you have enterprise support. Yep. Personal yep. account. So that, that's something oh, we need on the business side. On a personal side, yeah, KeePass is great because you don't you don't have to rely on any cloud service. You just store it yourself. It's fully encrypted. Um, and the, there was a fourth one. Oh, Nord NordPass. PassGas is that what you oh, said? Yeah, that's a new one oh, yeah. that I've been using. Pass, yes. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean it stinks. It's airtight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, there's options that are out there. It's frustrating to have to go through this, and I I'll be curious to see. We'll have to follow up on this with some Deja News segments and see mm-hmm. how this affects Laps, LastPass. Uh, as a company, uh, LastPass, their job was to keep your password safe, and they failed spectacularly. A hundred percent of their customer data exfiltrated. Yeah. I, it'll be curious to see how they survive that. They really crapped the bed and rolled around in it. Didn't they, they really did. Yeah. They, they certainly cannot continue to charge their current price point. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I have a water bottle at home that I, it's a LastPass water bottle from. Oh, yeah, we see them at I've conferences all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Should, I should really should. Have and and we've got it. we've got interviews on YouTube with oh, them. Yeah. Great people. And nice. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Just, for whoever did this whole thing. Yeah, those people <laughs> were in marketing that we talked yeah. to. I think, and mm-hmm. not uh, engineering. So. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Next week, you know, put on uh, put on your Technado episode and and just spend that hour changing passwords in the background while you I listen. Do. Like, how many passwords do you have in your vault? I don't know. So I have. Like, I know exactly I have, how many. Like, yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah, you do. One hundred and six. One hundred and six. Is that a lot? That's a little. That's a for little. Don. Yeah, Don's probably got a thousand. Don, it's like I have all. I of thought that. I had a thousand. I have 1,867 passwords. What are you in my logging last into, vault. bro? Dude, I work in technology. So do I. I don't have a thousand flipping no, passwords. No, no, no. Where do I see I legit I work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Now, yeah. I, so I, I've been using LastPass for a long, long time. So every site that I have access to, and you know, many times multiple accounts. So like, with IT Pro TV, all yeah. of my test accounts and things that I've got. Well, you have all uh, the departments too. Like we share things across departments, but in your role, you have access. Uh, to actually, I are you not counting those? Yeah, most of that's my personal vault. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so I, I just I have a lot of credentials. How, and do, I, how do I count this? Plus, you have been using like. Um, if you collapse the categories, each one has. Uh, a number. How many years have but you been using LastPass? For a long time. See, I've only been so using it for like three or four years. At least, I'd have to check. At least since two thousand and. Nine, yeah, at least two thousand and nine, probably longer. So some, some, some passwords time. I just have straight up memorized, even though they're mm. tough. Yeah, yeah, and they're just not in there. So yeah. it's it's interesting. I mean, we knew stuff like this was coming. Yeah, we, we, when you have so many cybersecurity incidents that we knew, high to me, it was always PayPal. If you ever see PayPal gets breached, yeah. like at that point, you just give up on cybersecurity. <laughs> yeah. Like if they can't secure their crap, nobody can. Uh, to see it happen to LastPass is pretty close. Pretty close, but some of their decisions make me question how they've been. Well, you know, it's like the the whole single sign-on, right? I remember the first time I heard about single sign-on, I was like, oh, it's really cool. Yeah, you only log in once and you got access to all this stuff. And it was like, but hold on. If someone ever gets access to my login, I'm completely hosed, right? And you're like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> it's convenient sure, for you and convenient for the hacker, yes. too. Yes. It'll never happen. You're fine. And that's why Peter has an eight-character password. <laughs> Call a password. Gators123. Yeah. It is eight characters. Yeah. I mean... Because that's what's no. required like, no. as bare minimums like five years ago. Well, I like to do the bare minimum <laughs> office space right. uh, reference. That's right. You want it to be show. 32 characters. Yeah. Then make, make the bare minimum make the bare 32, 32 characters. characters. But I have the right number of flair. Some poppers to start, or 
Zingers? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I want to let you know about a couple things happening here early in uh, in the new year. First, uh, we have All Things Cybersecurity with John Hammond. Uh, he's going to be joining us on Thursday, January 12th. Who's he? Uh, he's, uh, he's, I think, where's the last pass? Um, yeah. <laughs> used to. Used to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's with Huntress, and uh, he's, he's a big, uh, big-time YouTuber, of course. Uh, everybody knows and loves John Hammond. Um, so you can ask him anything you want about cybersecurity. If you haven't seen one of these webinars from us before, uh, it's no slides, nothing like that. We just jump right into the Q and A. So it's any questions an you have, yeah, chit chat with with Daniel, with Sophie, uh, and John Hammond in this case. So uh, yeah, that thir- uh, Thursday, January twelfth, two p.m. Uh, head over to itpro.tv/webinars. Uh, you can register for that one. Uh, you can also see all the past ones. We also have uh, another webinar taking place on uh, Thursday, January nineteenth. So the following week, it is kickoff twenty twenty three in IT. It's a hot career option for a reason. That's Wes Bryan and Anthony Sequeira. Uh, doing that one, like I said, on January 19th. So check those both out, itpro.tv slash webinars. And you can also head over to uh, technado.com and you can see all of our latest episodes. You can check out... um, the uh, the swag store you can uh, you can reach out to us and and tell us about all the uh, the great things that uh, that that you enjoy about our episodes or um, the things that Daniel got wrong anything like that um, and you can click that big orange button that says sponsored by IT Pro TV and you can uh, check out the offerings from IT Pro including a coupon code uh, that you can use for your personal accounts uh, so check that out for sure you can also request a team trial and uh, see all the great features available to teams from IT Pro as well. So, yeah, uh, cr- I mean, I, I don't see any episode this year topping the stories. This <laughs> next year, week. Between, between the aggressive PayPal burns to the ground. Yeah, last, <laughs> yeah, next, yeah you, you called it. You basically yeah. doomed <laughs> PayPal with that one. That's like saying, well, this place kicker never misses a field goal. <laughs> so here he lines up for the easy game winner. And oh, what? No. Yeah, you, you've screwed us. Uh, go ahead and close your PayPal account now uh, <laughs> before that. Well, the, the hack, it's probably already happened. They yeah, just haven't yeah. told us. That's, that's right. Told us that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's. that's and then they'll hide it for a while. Then they'll hide it. Then we'll find, no, they only got access to certain things. Oh, like, like your bank account. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> like trivial things yeah. like that. None of our info, just the customer data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, we're fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all on fire. All right, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week right here on Technado.